You know what it is, though? especially your students. I bet, like, if Drake said that he used Bitcoin, sixty percent of your students would be like, "Oh, now I'm that interested." Hurts. That hurts my soul. <laughs> Did you say it hurts your soul, Corey? It hurts my soul. That's what that's what we live in now. Yeah. If Drake was like, "Ooh, don't do it. Don't use <laughs> dollars. Just use Bitcoin, baby." Like, <laughs> Bitcoin would be taking off tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but it's not. So let's get so, Lil Wayne on the podcast and see if. Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast. This show is intended for information purposes only, but we're not experts. We're just two guys within the Bitcoin community. Bitcoin is an experiment in the separation of money and state. You'll be surprised how many will support that, and adoption is the only thing that matters. Welcome to another episode of the Bitcoin Podcast. As always, I'm your first host, Marcello. And I'm host number two, D. Host number three, this is Corey. And uh, this week, we're just going to be movie critics. Uh, the, the brand new uh, documentary came out called uh, Bitcoin, The End of Money as We Know It. And if you're unfamiliar... Uh, uh, let me just give you a general synopsis. Many people have covered it, from bloggers to authors, but uh, Bitcoin continues to feed confusion over what it is, how it got here, and whether or not it can change money in our lifetime. So for starters, this isn't just a documentary about Bitcoin and how great it is with its technological advances. Instead, it focuses on the idea of cryptocurrency, the concept and history of money, and um, it traces the history all the way from bartering societies of the ancient world to the trading floors of wall street so everyone here we've seen the movie i think dimitri's seen it like three times i have i watched it three times it's good yeah so we're gonna just go you know balls to the wall let's pick this movie apart what's good what's bad about it and then uh, we're gonna get the director on the show uh he's gonna give us a little insight a little commentary on it and uh, we'll tell you guys how you can watch it uh, and even get a little discount. So stick around and uh, listen to what we have to say. Cool. You want me to start or you want to start, Corey? You want to go in first? No, I've had it, guys. Okay. I'm here for color commentary. Let me see. I saw a little good, a lot of a lot of good and a lot of bad with the film. No, I'm kidding. A lot of bad. Just a lot of good. Lot of I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just saying. See that that movie sucked. No, I'm kidding. It was really good. Um, the good part about it is very educational, which any good documentary should be. It should be uh, an experience where you learn something about something you didn't know very much about uh, going into the film. Yeah, um, the, I'm always happy when I, I think I watch a lot of documentaries on Netflix, and I'm always pleased with the ones that, that I feel like I walk away from like, you know what, I had no idea that worked that way, and absolutely. now I kind of have a good idea to where to start researching it, or, you know, I have an idea how it works now, and I'm not happy with the way it used to be, usually that's how documentaries are, to point out some injustice somewhere. Yeah. And uh, this, 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 this one does a really good job of introducing people to how money works. Everyone thinks they understand what money works because they use it all the time. But after watching this, it's like, I have no idea how money worked or like how banks work or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So 
it's a it's a good introduction to that and how Bitcoin solves a lot of those issues with the problems you're going to have once you learn how money works. Yeah, definitely. I had no idea how money works. Yeah, and when when he puts it into the the context of like how ancient Romans used this gold, and now in 2015, Bitcoin is like the next iteration of money. I mean, that's super interesting. Like this could be like the next step of paper money. Yeah, man. I mean, money's just an abstraction, and that's what's cool. That in, in the documentary they mentioned like something about that's what makes humans so awesome is the things that we can abstract from very tiny things to very large, and that's all it is. Is an abstraction that allows us to transfer value easily, and it's going to evolve just like everything has. Yeah, it doesn't. If, I mean, it doesn't explore simply Bitcoin. It hints at the basis of trade, commerce, and civil society, and how he packed all of that in a 60-minute documentary is pretty amazing. And, I, you know, it's, it's not like I was watching some low-budget thing on YouTube, either. Like, the production values were really professional. Oh, yeah. It had, it had I don't know, I, I, I've never been a big fan of the um, overtone, authoritative narrative documentaries were like this is the way things are this is the way things should be and it kind of has <laughs> resonated a little bit with me like that and um although i i really enjoy the documentary i just have a like a somewhat of a, a problem with, with authority that that narrator almost hit on but it wasn't it wasn't really an issue so you know it's kind of hard to bring it up what i what I really liked is that this is a really good documentary to introduce to people who don't understand or like kind of on the fence. Like these are the people, the people you talk to, you're trying to tell, talk, tell about Bitcoin and they're just like, I don't know, man, why would I use that? You'd be like, all right, well watch this documentary and tell what you think. This is the documentary to give them because it tells them they shouldn't be comfortable with the way things are going on now. And this is this is some type of disruptive technology that could solve a lot of the, like like I said solve a lot of the problems that they don't know that they have. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, is are they like is the main mission to tell people about Bitcoin that are curious about it, or are they trying to question paper money? Like, why am I using paper money when this currency is so much better? Like, what do you think they're trying to go after? The filmmakers. Yeah, so like if if I'm you know if I'm using this video as a tool to introduce introduce myself to Bitcoin, uh, should I be attacking paper money or should I be putting Bitcoin on this pedestal? I don't know. I I'm, I would. It's hard to put myself in the shoes of someone who doesn't understand the technology, or someone who is like completely naive to the whole concept. But if I try to do that and I watch this film, I'm I think that Bitcoin would be a fantastic way to invest a little bit or at least keep my eye on and not scoff at anymore. Oh, I can do that, though. I can put do myself what? in the shoes of people that don't understand things that I understand. I have expertise in that area. <laughs> um, and I boil it down to a binary subset of people. There are stupid people and there are smart people. I hope anybody that employs me does not hear me say that my students are stupid. <laughs> but that is the fact of the matter. And I'm going to qualify that right now. Stupid people are people 
that do not know something and choose to continue not knowing that thing. Smart people are people that do not know something and will not be satisfied with that. They will well, seek out means to understand something. Yeah, it's being being complacent with being ignorant is 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 a, is a serious problem. He's calling that he's calling those people stupid, and I'm calling those people stupid, and that because that's what they are. They're stupid. Hmm. So I mean, you know, and I, I think Corey was credited as getting you and me interested in Bitcoin, and he did it without giving us a political and cultural history. No. And it, I, I think it's a very interesting take that that's what this film did. You know, it, it used economics and culture to turn people or to get people interested. I think it's going to appease to the type of people that are um, curious about things. And there's not a large subset of people out there like that that are curious about things. Yeah. It's just, I mean, that's the fact of the matter. There's going to be a lot of people that listen, not listen to, but. I guess watch and listen to this documentary and take a lot from it. They're going to say, wow, I didn't know things work like that. Maybe I'm going to take some of my wealth out of the circulation. Just it's not even that. It's like we, we have this, like I, every everyone who's into Bitcoin, and if anybody's listening to this podcast, they're probably into Bitcoin or at least heard about it because they wouldn't be listening to us otherwise, has tried to talk to their friends, and their friends are like, dude, shut up, man. We don't care about nerd money. And... The, the moment they are able to watch a documentary, because everyone likes watching documentaries because it's easy to do. You can do whatever you want while watching a documentary. They're like, they're going to watch it. They're like, oh, I might want to look into this and start listening to my friend who's telling me about Bitcoin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's kind of a tool to ease people into the idea or at least to sway them a little bit to just being so standoffish in the first place. Yeah, that's, that's a good way of putting it. It's a good way of you know, easing people in because I don't know. It's, just, it's hard to talk to people about Bitcoin. I found that like as soon. I think so many people have heard about it now, to where there's a huge hurdle. In fact, it just happened to me last night. I was talking to a few friends, and they were like, "Isn't that just like primarily drug money and stuff?" And I'm like, "Really? How does it always get to that conversation?" Like, I'm a school teacher, man. What do you think, I'm breaking bad on the side? <laughs> what bothers me about that is that it's, 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 you know how much money fiat, like U.S. dollars is used for drugs? Like if anybody who's bought drugs is not buying that shit with a credit card. But no one's blaming the U.S. dollar as being you know the, the currency for drugs. Yeah, but when you tell people very – this is what I found. is When you give someone a very, very sound argument – that totally flips what they thought and what they said on its head. They tune out. Yeah, I don't like that. They're like, ooh, that was too right. <laughs> I'm going to back off. From you know this. what it is, though? Especially your students. I bet like, if Drake said that he used Bitcoin, 60% of your students would be like, oh, now I'm that interested. Hurts. That hurts my soul. <laughs> Did you say it hurts your soul, Corey? It hurts my soul. That's what, that's what we live in now. If Drake was like, ooh, don't do it. Don't use dollars. <laughs> just use Bitcoin, baby. Like, <laughs> Bitcoin would be taking off tomorrow. Uh, yeah. But it's not. So Let's get so, Lil Wayne on the podcast and see if we can, we can, we can get this going. We need oh to start God. a crowdfunding campaign to pay Lil Wayne and Drake and $3 million worth of Bitcoin. Boom. 
Are they still relevant? Should we go for somebody new? Oh, yeah, sorry. Ty Dolla Sign. <laughs> I keep hearing this guy, Ty Dolla Sign. Marcello, that was a very long lip blurb that you just did. I think all rapper names are... I mean, I don't want to get off topic, but... <laughs> WAP and Meek Mill. What's a Meek Mill? Yeah, I don't understand. I'm old. What's a Fetty Wap? so glad I'm not What's in the What the hell is a Fetty Wap? We should Google that. Where's my thing? Hold up. Anyways, let's not get off A topic. Meek Mill is like a is like a broken pepper grinder. That's what a Meek Mill is. And what just happened? What happened to chicken heads? It was so easier back then. Yeah, that's very. It, if you use it in context, every <laughs> in context, everyone understands. Like, yeah. a chicken head is a an airhead woman. You know. So. All right. So, uh, what did you guys think of the interviews in the film? Uh, the list of uh, people that were in the film. Uh, he had Andreas. Um, he had who else did he have? A lot of board members, a lot of shareholders, um, a lot of angel investors. Uh, did you find some of them to be unnecessary, helpful? What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Andreas is always helpful in any situation involving Bitcoin. Period. The man is a wordsmith. Did he say anything new though? Because it just—it kind of seems like. Well, this isn't this isn't this isn't a film for something new. Yeah, this isn't a film for me and you, man. This is a film for people who, like, are on the fence about Bitcoin or have never heard about it. Like, I feel like I've heard everything there is to know about Bitcoin, and I've only been in it for two years and some change, maybe three. I can't even really pinpoint it at this point, but mm-hmm. you know, it's not a film for us, so. I mean, you show Andreas to a bunch of intellectual people, and he's gonna and he's gonna seem like you know a prophet. To me, right now, he's just like, oh, that's Andreas doing his Andreas thing. Yeah, so, I mean, oh, they had a lot of really good interviews. It, 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 they, I think that what he cherry picked from the amount of interviews that he took was good for the movie and what the movie was trying to do. And yeah, yeah there's a lot of interviews that I want to see personally, but like we said, this movie isn't for me. This is for someone who's on the fence or trying to learn about the history of money and how things have gone. So you want Wall Street bankers, you want the you know CEOs of of you know banks, you want people who are creating the new apps, you want Andreas, you want you know, these people that are going to talk about the subject the subject matter, not people that are going to talk about you know Ethereum or Bitcoin 2.0 or these other other types of things that are coming out in the future or problems with Bitcoin. Yeah, why don't we um give it? Our, like, Rotten Tomatoes version of a rating system between us three right now. Marcello, you go first. What do you give it? Well, as just say, uh, you know, fresh, not fresh, thumbs down. I say, you know, this might not be the only film that we review on here, so we should adapt our own system, no? Yeah, maybe. We should have prepared this. What system do you have? Tell me you prepared this. You know, let's work on the system. but. <laughs> I will say that the the mission is to get the audience questioning paper money and curious about Bitcoin. Yes. Like Corey, like Corey said, we might not be the demographic. But with that in mind, I, I say that this is probably the best piece of film on the introductory of Bitcoin, in, even in terms of production values. Uh, so it's a thumbs up for me. Cool. Thumbs. That's both I'm going to... I'm going to give it two raging thumbs up. I just, I have a raging clue that this will be the the introductory film used most when 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 
bringing people to Bitcoin. Okay. They did a fantastic job of what people, what the masses want to see or when they're on the fence about an issue. Okay. I'm going to give it one thumb up emoji. And then, you know, if you hold the thumbs up button down longer, it can be a bigger thumbs up. You guys know that it can do that in the messenger thing? Uh, I didn't know that. Oh, well, it doesn't. Now you know. If you hold down the thumbs up button longer, it turns into a big thumbs up. So I'm going to give it one regular size one and one super size thumbs up. Oh, sorry. Those aren't sizes anymore. So you give it one. So that's two thumbs. One enthusiastic Facebook thumb up. Okay. One super duper big thumbs up. It's really good for getting people introduced to the concept of what money is and Bitcoin. Boom. Which gets well, it's really clear that our rating system needs some work, but we all like the film. <laughs> we, gave it, we gave it five thumbs up and one super deformed thumb. That's thumb right. Up. Um, That's- well, if we're not the core demographic, Dimitri, why did you watch it three times? And did you get something out of the film on the second and third time around that you didn't the first? Um, just throw it out there. I'm the type of guy that watches movies over and over and over again. Done it since I was a kid. I always do it. Hey, D, how many times have you watched Equilibrium? How many times have I watched Equilibrium? Uh, easily watched that movie twice a year since I saw it in 2003. Can you say the name of that film again? I said Equilibrium. Why do you say Equilibrium? I say Equilibrium because sometimes I mix how my vowels sound in different languages together. I know how to pronounce that movie. Overrated. So you just like to say <laughs> you just like to say the word wrong. Is that what you're saying? You just you just like really like saying equilibrium no. incorrectly. Equilibrium. Equilibrium. Uh, okay, good. You like saying Equ- wrong. Equilibrium. Equilibrium. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just yeah. started saying equilibrium because that's how they say it in the freaking movie, isn't it? No. Equilibrium. I don't know. Anyways, we're not gonna give shout outs to Christian Bell. Here in this episode. All right. Marcello. Get yeah. back to what you asked me. Three times. I watched it three times. The first time I watched it, I just wanted to see the general, like, feel. And like Corey said, it was very ominous. It was very, like, Optimus Prime is going to tell you what to do about your life. The AllSpark. Yeah, the AllSpark. Powered by Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, this is... This is good stuff that they're giving people. Now I'm going to specifically listen to how much of this stuff is Bitcoin related. In about a third of the movie. It's an hour long movie. About 20 minutes of the movie is about Bitcoin stuff. I think. I would have, I would have, I'm, I'm waiting for the documentary that's about the, like, so this, this movie does a good job of explaining how the current system doesn't work very well or the problems of the current system and how Bitcoin kind of solves a lot of those issues but it doesn't give you an idea of the future of what Bitcoin can take us to and the, and the amount of things that we don't even know about yet that Bitcoin is going to do in the future. Like when people were introducing everyone to the internet and email, no one knew what the future would look like and whether or not Skype would exist. And so I want a documentary currently, this is for something for me that talks about, these types of things and what I can be excited about in the near future. Did we just do a project to crowdfund? Yeah, I don't believe we no. did. 
we'll Why do we something do out. that shit? Nobody said we can't. We have access to nice cameras. You guys know that the end of money was crowdfunded, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it it was. Uh, it had a Kickstarter goal of ten thousand uh, dollars, and it reached its goal eight days early. Huh? People people want to see this information, and that's what's nice about it is that the community will back people who were trying to educate everyone on the issue. Maybe we should do a thing. This is this guy. This was. This is the, the the director's first movie. And he, well, he I'd say he did job. a fantastic job. At he it. got Optimus Prime on there. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. How we should stop making fun. Shia LaBeouf. The only thing more powerful than the system is the AllSpark. Do it. <laughs> we're gonna get in trouble eventually. Okay. One day we're gonna get in trouble, but not today. Not um, today. Sorry. Cello, the third time I watched it was to actually soak in the information and soak in the data that was being presented to me. And that's usually how I have to watch all movies. Like, the first time I watch a movie, I, comp- I teed it. Like, I teed it. I teed it. Like, a totally virgin experience. Like, oh, how's this movie making me feel? And then the second time I watch it, I try and focus on something specific. And the third time, something else specific. And then by that point in time, I've got a movie watched. So... Huh. Very interesting take. Yeah, that's it's a weird take and nobody else in the world does that probably. It's weird, so I bet movie critics do that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Well, we should start talking about our guests, right, Trevor? Uh yeah, let's uh get the director. Should we uh should we get him on? We should. Do it! <laughs> <laughs> Let's get him on. <laughs> Here he is. All right. All right. Good deal, guys. Thank you, Shia LaBeouf. Hello, everybody. We are here with the d- director of a new documentary, Bitcoin, The End of Money as We Know It. Uh, his name is Torsten Hoffman. And we're going to ask him a few questions and hang out with him for a little bit. And so here we go. So my last, uh, I guess, introduction to uh, a big production about Bitcoin was Morgan Spurlock when he did the Inside Man on CNN. And I think a lot of the uh, backlash was that he was basically just answering questions that everybody knew about. Uh, How did you ensure that you would have a cohesive story and become a more evergreen production? Because your film kind of acts like a crash course in this disruptive technology and I'm pretty sure that your goal wanted it to be just a relevant piece of information, a good documentary. So how did you ensure that that was going to happen and uh, not become, you know, uh, a, a victim of the other Bitcoin documentaries out there? <laughs> yeah, well, first, thanks for having me. Um, and yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So I guess um, from the outset, I I wanted to make sure that we don't use any information that gets outdated too quickly. So I really wanted to make a film about money, about Bitcoin, about the technology, and not about the latest scandal, the latest um, uh, you know news item or the the exchange rate. And I, I think that was maybe the, the the major problem with Rise and Rise of Bitcoin, which is a great production, um, but um, it it focused so much. Actually, the the entire narrative focused on uh, what what exchange rate with the U.S. dollar is Bitcoin. At that pre- uh, that moment, and then a year later, when the film came out, it was kind of like um, old news already. So, so I, I was very uh, cognizant of that fact. And um, however, 
to be honest, I, I, I wanted to make a film about Bitcoin, but it ended up being a, a film about money and about our uh, flawed fiat system and, and all the, the, the things that people don't know about money before I even could start to talk about Bitcoin. So that's why I kind of um, yeah, changed my mind a little as, as I went along. That's interesting, yeah. That's, it's good that you uh, kind of had to shift that. And I found, just after watching your film, uh, just how little I knew about money. Like, I, I thought I had a pretty firm grip on these little green backs in my wallet, but I guess I don't, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, based on that, I mean, I, that's something I, I noticed, too. I wasn't expecting it going into the movie. I thought it'd be... A little bit more about Bitcoin, but I was pleasantly surprised on how much you talk about the history of money um, and how it's transformed over the years. And I think it's a good introduction to Bitcoin to a lot of people who don't understand Bitcoin or money in the first place. Is that something you thought would be the best way to tell people about Bitcoin is by telling them the history of money? Yeah, exactly. And and, and the, the idea was really to not make a film for you guys. I mean, that's preaching to the, to the choir, right? I mean, the, the aim was to make a film that you guys will show to your friends or girlfriends or family members who have no idea why you are so excited about Bitcoin. Why is this such a, such a big thing? And so I, I think that's why I ended up spending about half, half an hour in the film talking about um, the history of money and the problems, problems with the current financial system. Yeah, absolutely. On top of that, I mean, this is something I've always wondered from a director's standpoint and how documentaries are made. Like you, you can watch many, many documentaries on various things. All you know, some sketchy, some aren't. And how much fact checking goes into making the film? Um, well, I can't speak for other productions. I mean, we were um, very careful not to, um, uh, you know, make any stupid mistakes. Um, <laughs> but one one uh, view actually did point out, like we had like one subtitle that's like a, a little typo, and I'm like, ah, oh, damn, it's oh, yeah. <laughs> too late to change that now. So you, you I guess, in, in a film like that, you can never be perfect, right? But you obviously, you know, you, you triple and quadruple check all your facts, and of I think we're, we're quite quite a spot on. Um, but I will say, I mean, speaking. Of about the, the the financial system and the Goldman Sachs and and the Rothschilds of this world, you you there's a slippery slope, right? There's a, there's a lot of these mm-hmm. conspiracy theories of you know whatever the the Jewish that control the banking system, <laughs> crap, right? So you have to be very careful. And and we we made a few decisions that you know what that, that's going too far. We we don't need to know that. I mean, the Fed is important, but then you know leave it at that and and don't don't spend another ten minutes talking about whatever. Yeah, it's definitely oh, true. cool. Yeah, you, yeah. You mentioned this, a slippery slope, and I just wanted to know how you handled. Uh, how do you how do you make it informational without making it advertorial? Is there like a like an ethics of a branded documentary and uh, like staying true to the content without you know veering too much to the left? Yeah. So it was my first film. I mean, I'm obviously in, in industry executive in the media industry for for a long long time but uh, michael who's been co-directing the film and he's been the one in the editing room putting it all together he's been doing this for 20 years he's won emmys he's won other awards and he kind of knows the cookbook that that you kind of um, ask about i don't really know that i mean i i know what i would want to watch and uh, what is interesting to me and to be honest i mean originally i had like 500 facts 
more in in that film in that script and then michael and others told me you know what this is not a and not a master's thesis on on finance this is still going and you know it's supposed to be entertaining so we kind of had to you know find the right balance um i hope we got it right i don't know i think you did it was it was very um very captivating and you did a great job of exploring the hows and whys of currency creation but i think a few on the inner sphere there and reddit they think that you you missed the opportunity with your film where you could have changed the environment for the bitcoin argument as a whole from that past discussion of just educating others of what money is did you feel that the education of the history of money is like the most effective channel to for those that are ignorant of bitcoin yeah, I think that's that's a fair point, to be honest. And I would have loved to talk more about um, 2.0 um, applications and Ethereum and smart contracts and all that futuristic and and um, exciting stuff, right? But honestly, I don't think that's a film for the for the mainstream market. I think that's that's a film for for us maybe to watch and to learn about. Uh, you know, we had Vitalik Buterin uh, interviewed and a lot of these um, these developers but for the mainstream audience for film that gets on netflix and amazon and itunes i i don't think you'll 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 find a big um uh, audience here so i think that i think the the entryway of explaining money um and then introducing bitcoin is is the right way yeah i definitely agree especially staying true with what you said earlier with giving people information that isn't going to change in a month mm, yeah yeah and I, I think I'm like Dimitrik. I thought I knew about money. And then after watching that, I was like, I don't know anything about money. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> and and we don't know which of these things are what will bring the next generation of Bitcoiners into the space, right? Is it the fact that, you know, the big bank bailouts, is it the fact that money is created by debt? Is it uh, the the gold argument, right? Most people don't know that 80 years ago, the U.S. government took away all the gold from all its citizens, right? That's a shocking fact. And some people will will take this as an argument pro-Bitcoin. But who knows? Maybe they they have another little thing that they are, uh, you know, more excited about. I don't know. On, yeah, I have a question about that. Um, I know the film hasn't been out very long, so you, I'm sure you haven't gotten a, a tremendous amount of feedback yet, but in your time working with people and creating the film and talking to people, um, have you found that there's a certain part of the film that they saw that really sold them on Bitcoin? And you know, they gave them that aha moment of like, oh, this is something I want to look into or invest in my time into. Um. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It's a bit too early to tell. I mean, on, on Twitter and on my emails, I, I do get um, uh, over the last week, I've got a lot of these messages saying, oh, finally, my girlfriend understands it. Or finally, um, <laughs> a, a skeptic among my friends finally gets it. And that's very encouraging because that's exactly what I wanted to do. But just by reading five tweets, I don't know whether that's representative yeah, for, yeah. Or, for the success. So I, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's still very early days. And um yeah, hard to tell. Time will tell. Yeah. Well, I have a I have a silly question, but I, I'm I'm dead serious when I say this. Just because narr- narration, I think, is a huge part of documentaries uh, as well as yours. And I just noticed that there's this very like Optimus Prime and Transformers voice of God sound <laughs> that's in there. And I didn't know if that was just a conscious decision going into production, like uh, you know how that. I think people are a lot 
more receptive to that tone when they're in taking information. So the, there had to have been a roundtable about that decision, right? <laughs> yeah, it was it was a <laughs> risky decision early on. You're absolutely right. It's actually um, so. John is a um, podcaster himself. He does uh, bitcoins and gravy, and um, so mm. I, I've I've known him for a while. And um, yes, we've had we've had um, comments that say, well. This voice, no, that doesn't work for me at all. I, I hate it. I hate it. But I've also <laughs> had, if you look at the YouTube um, comments on on our trailer, uh, a lot of people love the voice, and 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 some Bitcoiners uh, know and and like him. He's the one who did the O2 Satoshi song as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think you know ah, you, you have okay. to take a few risks, and and uh, I'm very happy with the narration. I think it works very well. But some, you know, I, you I love it. It, it makes really me feel happy. like I'm watching something important. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> it resonated. It resonated with uh, watching Zeitgeist a while back, and I really enjoyed that movie a long time ago. And this is it, yeah. watching your your documentary resonated with that experience of watching that a long time ago. <laughs> Interesting. And if he sounds like Optimus Prime, I mean, that is a good guy. So, <laughs> so well, uh, I know your uh, documentary hasn't been out for long, but have you found that most of your sales have come from? Um, Bitcoin purchases or with the traditional uh, Visa, MasterCards, PayPal, stuff like that? Yeah, so um, right now we're on three platforms. So um, Vimeo On Demand, um, which is only PayPal. Maybe they have credit cards. I don't even know. Um, Then the Protocol TV, which does um, um, Bitcoin transactions, obviously. And BitTorrent Bundle, which is the the legal paid um, download uh, that you can use. But they only use um, PayPal at the moment. So um, most of the sales were from traditional sources, but we were very pleasantly surprised with the Protocol TV because it's a small platform, a small startup, um, very responsive, small team. But we actually did get quite quite a lot of transaction through there um, but going forward so we'll, uh, we'll launch on Amazon and iTunes and for sure that, that's going to be you know 100 times uh, bigger platform so eventually that's going to be I think the, the larger sources of uh, income for us nice nice very nice and speaking speaking of that, actually, let me let me just um, uh, throw out a little offer here for your listeners. So, um, th- unfortunately, we can't do the promo code on the Protocol TV. So, if anyone is interested in paying for the film in Bitcoin, go right there because it's the cheapest and best deal um, um, anywhere. So that's that's the place to go. But if any of you um, uh, want to go to Vimeo on demand, just type in Bitcoin, you'll find us. Um, there's going to be an option if you rent or buy the film and to put in a little promo code. So for listeners of your podcast, we can do a, um, a special 20% discount code um, by typing in crypto20, C-R-I-P-T-O-2-0, and it's capitalized. The C is capitalized. Outstanding. There you go. It pays to listen to our podcast. There you go. Nice. <laughs> the discount. Well, just a few more questions or a couple more questions. Uh, one, I'd like to know for you, uh, when, was, uh, when you first heard about Bitcoin, when did you yourself have the aha moment? When did you decide... Like, hey, this is something I'm going to put some time into understanding fully and maybe even adopt it myself and use it. But when was that moment for you? You probably heard uh, variations of that answer uh, over and over again. So the first one, two, three times, I didn't even pay attention. But the first time I did investigate further, it totally clicked for me. Um, And then... You know, some people, when they understand it, they start a podcast. Some people write a book or a blog. And, and for me, it was, hey, this could be my first film. So, um, yeah, that was maybe two or three years ago. And, uh, yeah, no turning back since then. 
Yep, down the rabbit hole. Lastly, in ten words or less, can you describe Bitcoin? This is usually the hardest question. Mm. I'm counting that as one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about a peer-to-peer system to exchange values without friction? That is ten. Exchange value. I should have said exchange value. Yeah, so peer-to-peer. Um, peer-to-peer can be one word. Peer-to-peer can be one word because if peer-to-peer is one word, then I think it comes down to eight. Not vintage, but ten on the dot. <laughs> Deal. Very good. I like it. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. Well, thanks for having me, and um, all the best. See you on Twitter, I guess. Oh, yeah. See you in, a, see in cyberspace. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks. Thank you. I'm gonna get a new microphone, so I won't sound like I'm in a fucking tin can. Yeah. You do sound like <laughs> you're in a submarine <laughs> by yourself. <laughs> You sound like well, my house is town. my house is made of reflective <laughs> things. It's just if I if I talk at the wall, I hear an echo. So, in London town, London town, London town. I want to get a tiled. guest from London and just be super offensive towards them. <laughs> it sound like y'all from London. <laughs> <laughs> oh yo, there it is, ain't it? Don't know. I can find a bobby around here. What are you guys drinking over there? What kind of sports drink over there? Gatorade. How come you guys can't say your T's? You say E, Gatorade. Gatorade. <laughs> and then we just play Modest Mouse in the background the entire episode. I drove my car into a yeah. car. <laughs> Is that even Modest Mouse? That's yeah, pretty that's good. That's a spot on. Yeah. The All right. Alright. <laughs> Sorry, we need to get started. Let's get into it. Martello, bring us in, bring us in. Well, that was a a pretty riveting interview. Um, What I will say, though, is it seems like he is a little apprehensive about acquiring an audience. And I really hope that this film gets the audience it deserves. So just to reiterate, if you're a listener of this show, Crypto 20, you will get what, 20% off? 20% off yeah, 20%. at protocol.tv, right? No, yeah, we're it's Vimeo. Vimeo. Yeah, but protocol.tv is the Bitcoin avenue of, like, if you want to buy the movie with Bitcoin, download it. You go to protocol.tv and you can, and it's already discounted because you're paying with Bitcoin. If you go to Vimeo, you can use this, you can use this um, promo to get 20% off. Right, and, and just is, to reiterate, it's uh, theprotocol.tv. Don't forget the the when you yeah. enter the URL. All of this will be in our show notes. We'll have all the links to any way you can get the movie in our show notes. That's correct. Theprotocol.tv. Um, isn't it .tv? Yes. Theprotocol.tv. Code. Nope, the code's for Vimeo. But that's how you get it with Bitcoin, theprotocol.tv. Vimeo, promo code. Crypto 20. Yep. So if you listen on iTunes, make sure you go over to thebitcoinpodcast.com, click on the episode, and all of the information will be there. Yeah, if you want to find the movie, it's in pretty much all of the regular sources to find the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think our our uh, our promo only works with Vimeo currently. 
And if you want to pay with Bitcoin, you automatically get a discount. So go to the protocol.tv and get, get it there. Yes, please do. Yes. yes. And with the 20% that you save, uh, how about you donate that to the Bitcoin podcast? Yes, the, please do. The donate button is on the website sidebar. We do this for free. Uh, and if you like what you hear, just chip in. It'll help us out a little bit. Yeah, and here's the thing. You want to donate to us with uh, Visa, cash, don't. We don't want it. We don't want it, man. It's the Bitcoin podcast. You donate with Bitcoin. Whoa. We don't want your money. We want your digital currency. Okay, I'll take that. That's fine. All right. We want Bitcoin. No, I'm kidding. We want digital currency. So... (laughs) Donate to us, please. We'd appreciate it. We will promise to spend it on things that we enjoy. <laughs> like working on this podcast? That's, <laughs> That's one of the things we enjoy. We're going to take your money and we're going to buy a boat. That's a lot. <laughs> um, well, thank well, you to Torsten Hoffman for stopping by. Uh, next week, we have uh, Perry Ann Boring, who is. To, to say the least, she's a big deal. Pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. Chamber of Digital Commerce. Let me say that again. Chamber. Chamber of Digital Commerce. <laughs> you should say that again. <laughs> and uh, she stopped by the show just to talk to us about, um, I guess, the pulse of Bitcoin. Uh, mainly regulatory challenges. Because, um, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but here in the U.S., there's 50 states. Which means 50 different uh, possible points of contention when it comes to regulating the fiat to digital currency uh, portal. And so she's taking that on by herself. Just kidding. Her and the other people <laughs> at the Chamber of Digital Commerce. And um, we It's a really about interesting topic, I think. This is, this is something people don't understand. Was yeah. The, way, the way, way money moves and how regulators can can, this is this is where regulators can start to enter into the picture, yeah, and start to manipulate how you do things and you know how you spend your money. They're either a pain in the bum or they make your life a little bit easier. But yeah. mostly the prior. And uh, Bitcoin is a is a global currency, and we've been focusing all over the world. So it's kind of good to come back to the United States on next week's episode and kind of discuss what's going on in our own backyard. Absolutely. Maybe y'all's own backyard. That's right. You're you're a citizen here. What are you talking about? Just yeah, your backyard. Right. You're just visiting other places. Yeah. You're on a working vacation. I like that. It sounds good. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It's oxymoronic. I still like it. Vibes <laughs> is what, what I'm feeling. Well, are we wrapped up here, Cello? I think we're good, boys. All right. Play the outro. Play the outro. Do we always compete to say who, who gets to say play I think the it's outro? like saying uh, live from New York and starting out live. I think it, it's kind of like that now. It's a, it's a silent competition? Yeah. <laughs> should we, we should have a rock papers before the episode. So who won that one? Did I win that one? I think, I I think won. you won it. Nice. You got to win job. it again. Say it again. Say it again. Play the outro. Thank you.